0: Hey there, welcome to Extra Healthy Issue, yes, almost daily podcast from Body and Soul. I'm your host, Felicity Harley. Today, my guest is Cameron Falloon. Actually, before I even tell you who he is, he was, the most important thing, once the personal trainer of the late Princess Diana pretty impressive, right? But now he, well, even more impressive, he runs a franchise called Body Fit Training. He is the CEO. He's also a PT who's had an extensive career as a strength and conditioning coach for professional AFL teams and soccer teams. He actually coached my husband, FYI, when he, my husband played for Geelong many years ago. But if he's coached, Cameron has coached sports people, he's coached princesses. He's all about getting maximum results, switching up your workout to get the best results for you. And he's going to talk about that today. Cameron, thank you so much for coming on Extra Healthy-ish. Now, how do you stay extra healthy in your life?
1: Uh, good question, Felicity. Uh, I try and have a balance in my life. Um, as I've got older, I certainly have a very different approach when I was younger. It was, um, I was an all or nothing person and certainly more performance oriented. I was very, you know, I'm really driven, love to accomplish goals, but now it's a a very balanced approach. Um, I try to get a good balance of cardiovascular and resistance training. And, and you know, whether that's out on a bike going for a long ride or mountain biking with my kids, or it's a swim in the ocean or something, and then some weights in the gym, but also, also just keeping an eye on food, um, a lot of people have a bad relationship with food. So it's really important to um, strike a balance with your food, allow yourself some freedoms and don't get too hung up on having that bit of chocolate or um, ice cream or whatever your poison is. Um, but having a balance and, and if you can get the balance of exercise and the balance of food and have a good relationship with it, then I think that's really key. And that's something that as I've got older, I've really worked hard on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now we're talking about, well, maximizing results, getting results Talk, talk to me about the benefits of blocks training. Now, this is what you do as part of your BFT program. Why is this important if you do want to get some serious results or, or any results, really, not just serious, just see something, see changes. That's all we want, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think a lot of people go into gyms and they they tend to do the same thing all the time. And when athletes train, they tra- that's called periodization, block training, and the the, the program is pro- always progressing, and it's always building, and you're always developing new skills um, and new new qualities. So, it doesn't happen overnight. And, and a really good example is you know here in Australia, AFL football takes about seven years from an AFL player being drafted in coming into a club in their first season as an eighteen-year-old. It's about a seven-year journey to build a body that's really um, robust to the to the you know the the um, demands of AFL football. So when you put that in context and we, us weekend warriors go to the gym or um, we jump in the pool and we want to become uh, or we want to see results quickly. It's really important to understand it doesn't happen that quickly. And therefore having an approach where if you, if you're doing the same thing all the time, you just won't get results because your body does adapt and it adapts pretty quickly. So you've constantly just got to be tweaking the stimulus a little bit and challenging your body. um, So that it does adapt. Now there's, there's some fallacies out there as well, but um, I see um, you know, various fitness brands and, and people spruking that we're going to change the programs every day and, and that's the best way. We're just going to throw everything at you on Monday and then we're going to completely change it on Tuesday and then completely change it on Wednesday. But if you don't have a consistency with the methodology, it's really hard for your body to to learn those new skills and adapt. So a good, a good example is if you think of an Olympic lifter and you you know the clean and jerk, which most people would understand and have seen at the Olympics, If you do that on a Monday and you've never done that before, you really won't get much adaptation from that exercise or benefit because there's just so much to learn on how to execute that exercise efficiently, safely. And then once you get the efficiency of movement, then you can start developing further by adding more weight and more load, et cetera. So if you do that on Monday, but then you don't see it again because the philosophy is we should change every day, then you might see it again in two or three weeks' time. You're back to square one. So the block training and the periodization is giving people the opportunity to develop those skills and those qualities on similar or same exercises for a period of time because that's when you're going to see the change and that's when you're going to benefit from it and then building upon that. And so at BFT, we, we do things in eight-week training cycles and throughout the training cycle, um, throughout the programs that we have 13 different programs, we will, we will program so that Monday – flows into and benefits into tuesday wednesday thursday etc and we're looking at movement patterns that we're not overloading on the same movement patterns all the time we're not overloading on the same muscles um muscles and, and structures and joints all the time that we're getting a nice variety but there's a consistent theme along the way so that people can develop those skills um so that they do see results and it's really it's really empowering going to the gym and actually starting an eight-week training cycle and saying oh, i really struggle with that exercise but the trainers can adapt it for me. And then eight weeks time going, well, wow, I can actually do that clean and jerk now really, really proficiently. And it's actually not about the weight you're lifting. It's about the movement. And when you see people do that in the gym, the smile on their faces is amazing because they really feel like they've achieved something. And that's, that's what block training is about. It's progressing people's skills, progressing their physical qualities in a way that is sustainable um, so that they can, they can keep going on in their fitness journey and, um, not just and there's nothing wrong with training hard and I, I love training hard and you know I have flogged my the fair amount of people in the gym before and, and, and on the running. Track. <laughs> Including
0: my husband, but- listeners. He has he has coached my husband back <laughs> when um my husband Tom played AFL <laughs> for Geelong.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is that is true. And um and there's a time and a place for that. But if you're doing it every day, it's it, it's probably time to rethink your methodology.
0: So I mean that's you've raised some really good points there. So just say, you know, hypothetically listeners we're going to the gym we're going to you know we're weekend warriors we're you know running on the treadmill or we're lifting weights i mean how do how can we know that we are getting that kind of full body workout and i mean is there a certain amount of sessions we should be doing every week and how do we know if we're doing too much i mean it's yours sounds wonderful but if we don't go to yours hypothetically how can we still make sure that we're kind of ticking off all those things and that we still say in eight weeks can run faster on the treadmill or row harder or, you know, instead of lifting eight kilos, we can lift 12 or whatever.
1: Yeah, I think monitoring. A lot of people go to the gym or, or exercise um, and don't actually monitor what they do. So let's use running as an example. If, you, if you're going outdoors and you're doing a 3K run and you want to actually improve your running, do you know actually how fast you can run 3Ks when you're fresh? And so it's understanding your body, when, when when are you fresh and able to perform? So let's just use the example that you run 3Ks and you do it in four minutes. Um, then it's developing a program to say, okay, how, how am I going to get better at that? And some people really struggle to run slower because they feel like if I'm not running fast all the time, I'm not going to improve. But if you run at a slower pace for longer, you're developing an aerobic system, You know, you're putting a little bit more load through your body so you'll adapt. But then you can also equally on, on an alternate day go and do some sprints with lots of recovery you know go and do some 400 meter efforts and have 4 or 5 minutes rest in between and that's the bit that people struggle with is understanding the benefit of recovery and understanding that you, you just can't always push yourself to the limit and expect to get results um, and again I, I use athletes as an example and one of the reasons I started BFT was if if I wanted my wife to go to a gym and pay $60 a week for a gym membership. I would want her to have access to the same methodology and thinking that elite athletes do. And there's no, it's, it's not new information. It's been around forever and a day. So, um, I think it's just training smarter individuals who, who do monitor themselves. It is a little bit of work obviously, but it doesn't have to be onerous. Um, tend to get good results. The hard thing is relying on a Fitbit or an Apple watch when knowing that, you know, on an Apple Watch, the optical sensor on your on your wrist is is not very accurate at all. So, um, that's the hard thing is that we have all these gadgets that people are wearing at the moment, and the information you're getting isn't necessarily reliable. So, I like to I'm old school. I like to use a stopwatch. If you if you run three k in four minutes, you've run three k in four minutes, and um and that's it. So it doesn't have to be too technical either. Um, I often find I speak to a lot of people who use you know, smartwatches. That when they actually get rid of them and just go by feel, they actually they actually perform a lot better. So, um, yeah, monitor monitor in different ways. Do a little bit of reading, but also seek professional advice.
0: And I suppose the good old just write it down when you come home. Okay, so I did four ks in X amount of minutes, or I lift this at the gym, and you know, <laughs> let's just go back to the old school way.
1: Yeah, it's not complicated.
0: Stay with us. We will be back in just a moment. Actually, talk to me a bit about the importance of the active recovery days as you, you talked about. What should these look like?
1: Yeah, again, it's different for everyone. And, um, I mean, I, 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 years ago I used to get on the bike every morning and ride 100Ks and my Garmin used to tell me that, I, I, you know, I needed 24 hours rest and then I needed 36 hours rest and then I needed 48 hours rest and it kept going. And But for me that it was at a low intensity um, and, and that for me was not training extremely uh, or training at a maximum effort all the time because I was sort of sitting around 65% of my max heart rate. But what I would do is change what I was doing in the gym on those days as well. So some days it'd be heavy days, some lighter days. So it's really, it's mixing up the high intensity and the low intensity. And if you're feeling sore and your muscles are sore, um, allow yourself to have a break. And, and feel the benefit of, of that. Don't feel guilty about you know sometimes going. I've got to go to the gym because I've said I've promised myself I'm going to go every day. If you're not feeling it, um, don't go. Or equally, if you do want to go, and you're doing say you know heavy strength day as an example, and you're back squatting, but you're not feeling it that day, just just back the load off. But, you know, still move, still apply this, the similar stimulus, um, stimulus in terms of the movement pattern, but. Rather than squatting 100 kilos, there's nothing wrong with going in one day and focusing on your technique and your range of movement and only squatting 50 kilos because that's actually improving as well.
0: Yeah, you are actually so doing something.
1: You, yeah, it's how you view improvement and progress and often people don't associate moving better or increasing your range of movement, as an example, under load as, as a progression and absolutely as a progression. So it's just looking at things through a bit of a different lens. Um and feeling really comfortable to back it off and and you know whether it's back the load off or back the intensity off or just have a complete rest day and knowing that that's going to be good for you
0: yeah, good advice. what's one thing you wish people did more of when they come to the gym for a workout, which would equal being more effective more effective results in the long run?
1: This is going to sound like I'm maybe contradicting myself, but um from what we've just talked about, but I'd say train harder i i, I the thing with athletes is or what separates athletes from us mere mortals is generally their their mental capacity, their ability to really push their bodies to the limit. And having said that they're obviously on periodized programs and they have their their hard training days and their lower, lower days as well and their recovery days. But most people I see that are in a gym environment don't actually know their physical capacity, you know, how far their body can go. And so for me, I, it's like I see people who play golf and they get really frustrated with golf, but they don't go and get a lesson and learn. It's a pretty technical game golf, you know? Um, So lifting weights and training is very similar. You know, there's a lot of skill involved. There's a lot to learn. So the first thing would be get some advice, learn how to move. Well, once you can move well, then start to explore your physical capacities and how much your body is capable of. Cause we are, we are all so different. And um, you know, some people who are really explosive and fast twitch fiber who maybe don't have a big aerobic capacity will, will react really differently to, to that person who's got a huge, huge aerobic capacity and you slow twitch fiber. And so once you're moving well, you'll start to feel what you react to. But, but I think the thing in gyms that I see that the single thing I see the most is people don't get results because they just don't know how hard to push themselves. And, they're, and whether that's they're afraid to, or they just don't know how to, but our bodies are capable of far more than what what we think they are. And so I'd encourage people to, to safely just progress bit by bit and just challenge yourself to just go beyond your comfort zone.
0: I have to agree with you on that. Just quickly, a personal thing. I think being married to a former professional athlete has definitely made me lift my game and, <laughs> and just basically going until I'm exhausted. I mean, because athletes have this different switch in their brain that just, you know it encourages them to keep on going
1: and going and going don't they yeah they do and, and and as i said sometimes it's um you know it's not necessarily the athletes who are the most skilled that always make it it's the ones who are, who are the most committed and their mental ability um, to push beyond that pain barrier or that threshold to go to another level and i talk about it in terms of heart rate it's really easy to get yourself to 90 91 92% of your max heart rate but try and get above 94 and for me, that's where a lot of the magic happens is that last few percent. So, you know, if you're monitoring yourself and you're, and you're looking at, oh, I'm always seem to be in that same zone, just try and switch it up and just get a little bit more out of yourself. And, and if you do that, your body will adapt. Um, there's a great saying in training is that the fitter you get, the harder you work yeah, I like that. <laughs> and, you've, and, and, and you've just got to embrace that you know because that's the reality of it
0: now lastly from um afl players and and um athletes to princess diana i have to ask you this you train you did train her how did yes. how did she get results what did she do i mean she looked well you know amazing but what else did she i mean she looked very fit was she tell us come on spill all
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's a long, it's a long time ago now. Um, No, I don't know. She was very fit. Um, She, she really looked after herself. Um, She was very pedantic about training and she actually really trained hard. She was um, quite strong in the gym, really trained legs hard and and most people would probably recognize she had a a very decent set of pins on her. So um, yeah, she loved her weight training, but equally would go out for runs and do her cardiovascular work. But majority of the work that we did together was, was resistance and strength training in the gym and, And she was consistent. So, you know, that's the, that's the key to this is just being consistent at an absolute minimum. She would do it three days a week. And when she was there, she was there to train and really focused and would push herself. And, um, yeah, uh, consistency is the key, which we've talked about earlier. And, um, she was very, very consistent with what she did again. You know, the message I talked about as we get older and we lose our bone density and our muscle mass and the just how beneficial strength training is and resistance training, um, if you if you want someone as a I guess the poster person for it, you know, she would be she would be that person three days in the gym doing weights. Um, and then alternate days she would just go for a walk or a run and do a cardiovascular work on her own.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Um well that must have been a great experience. And Cam, thank you so much for coming on Extra Healthy Ish. Uh,
1: pleasure. Thanks for having me, Felicity.
0: Hope you enjoyed this chat with Cameron from Body Fit Training. Well there you have it, a few great tips. Consistency is key, the right lifestyle around your training, but above all just work out harder if you want more results if you want more from us as well make sure you download other episodes of extra healthish or healthyish or log on to bodyandsoul.com.au. and and hey are you following us on instagram or facebook if not please do jump on and join the conversation and perhaps send us some ideas for some upcoming episodes thanks again for listening and if you have a moment we'd be so grateful if you could rate to review and subscribe to this podcast and until tomorrow stay extra healthy